0: His anointing that destroys every yoke of bondage that sets the captives free. He lives in us. It's so supernatural. So I have a question. <laughs> Would your car? I mean there was um a show back in the day. Did you ever hear of Herbie the Love Bug? Okay. So that dates me a little bit, but my dad used to show me these silly movies. And um, I remember that car had a mind of its own, and it would drive wherever it wanted rather than wherever the driver on the inside wanted to go. And, you know, we are a vehicle. We are the vessel of the Holy Spirit, and he's supposed to be the driver on the inside. We're not supposed to have a mind of our own. We're supposed to be yielded to the driver. You know? And so, you know, we're not supposed to be a bunch of Herbies driving around this town, (laughs) this world, accomplishing and going and doing whatever we want to do. We're supposed to be yielded vessels. Because he lives in us and he has an agenda. He has places he wants to go and things he wants to do. But if we're so focused on me, 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 mine, 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 where do I, I, I want to go, 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 he's not going to get a whole lot accomplished in our day-to-day lives. Amen? So I believe that God wants to awaken us to realize there's somebody living on the inside of us that has a plan and an agenda, and we need to stop driving our car on our own and let the driver say where we're going. Amen? (laughs) Amen? We should be the vessel, not the driver or the director of our lives, but Christ who lives in us should be the one driving us, leading us, and guiding us. He should be telling us what we should say. He should be telling us where we should go or or how we should handle a situation that's going to be pleasing to his Father. No wonder why Jesus said, I only do what I hear or I only do what I see my father doing and I only speak what I hear my father saying because that allowed the father to be the driver of his vehicle that was a life and a vessel yielded to do the master's work we pray this prayer all the time but father let your kingdom come let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven but the thing is, is that we're the, we're the vehicle in which these things have to be done, and are we allowing him to get it done? Are we let him, letting him use our vessel? Psalms uh, 37, 23 says, The steps of a good man, <laughs> it doesn't even say a Christian, it says a good man. So sometimes there might be good Christians and bad Christians. There might be ones who listen to the Holy Spirit and ones who don't. Some of us are Herbie, doing what we want to do, going where we want to go, focused on what what we desire. But some of us let the driver drive, the one who lives on the inside of this vehicle. The steps of a good man are ordered of the Lord, and he delights in his way. Listen. Listen. This is so supernatural. Acts 17, 28. For in him we live and we move and exist. As some of your own poets have said, we are his offspring. One minister broke it down this way Do you not discern and understand that you, the whole church at Corinth, are God's temple, his sanctuary? And that God's spirit has a permanent dwelling in you. To be at home in you collectively as a church and also individually. He doesn't dwell in just a building. Yes, we usher in his presence into this building. But it's really because we are here. He doesn't dwell like when we go. Thank God that when we go home that he doesn't dwell there. And he only dwells here at the church. I'd want to live here. (laughs) But no, he goes with us wherever we go. That's why he said, I'll never leave you. I will never forsake you. I'm with you always. It's not that he's just alongside of us even. He's not just in the passenger seat of the car, even though I've seen him there before. (laughs) But he's also in us. He said, I will not just be with you anymore, but I'm also going to be in you. He resides in us by his spirit. This is so supernatural. Your body is the temple, the house of God, not the building where you worship. Your body. So remembering this, bringing this back to our remembrance, meditating on the fact that Christ lives in you, will help you in your obedience, will help you in in your language, will help you in how you spend your time or where you go or what you do or how you respond, knowing and reminding yourself that you're just the vehicle and that God has a way he wants to conduct his life through you. The word of God says that you are the light of the world, a city on a hill that cannot be hid. But so many hide their light by not letting the driver drive. Instead, you're living your life And in a a displeasing way, or maybe you're speaking in a displeasing way, or maybe you're thinking in a displeasing way. And that is like putting a bushel over your light. And that is like you become like Herbie trying to drive the car wherever you want it to go and and, and act how you want to act. But Christ desires, he lives in you, and he desires for you to be used by him. I remember, and I've said it so many times, I remember getting so scolded by the Holy Spirit when I was feeling sick and I didn't want to minister, lay hands on people. I just wanted to get that message done and get out of there (laughs) because I was not feeling good. And the Holy Spirit said, you're just the vessel. In other words, let me work in you. Let me speak through you. Let me minister through you. You're not the driver. I am. Your body is the temple, the house of God. God has a permanent dwelling on the inside of you. God is at home in you. Say, God is at home in me. It would do us good to wake up and say, God's at home in me. Jesus lives in me. Not just like I received Jesus into my heart and now one day I'm going to heaven. No. He took a permanent residence within you. And in him we live and move and have our being. And in and through him we, we live and we breathe. This is the air we breathe. <laughs> Your presence living within us. 1 Corinthians 3.16, God himself, after, this, is a, this is a, I think it might have been a message translation, so it's real interesting, but God himself, after he makes us new creatures, actually makes our bodies his home, <laughs> his our body is physically his home. I remember when I had that vision and I, I did the first Pakistan meeting and I laid down here just to just to worship God because I was just blessed by what just took place, you know. And I had some worship music on. And I was laying on the floor here, and Jesus walked down that aisle and he came and he turned, he looked at me. Well, he washed my feet and he turned around and he laid down in me. Now, you're going to see how this is significant to allowing God to work in and through you. But he says in his word that when you've washed your feet, you're all clean. You're completely clean. And so he washed my feet. Jesus washed my feet. And he laid down in me. He took up residence in me. Not that I wasn't already saved, but he was able to do what he wants to do. My vessel had been yielded. I love this. Your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost which lives in you. I like this part too. Actually, he made once we became new creatures, he actually makes our bodies his home. No longer does he dwell on the earth made holy of holies. No longer is he in a earth made holy of holies in a certain location that only priests who have cleansed themselves with the right ritual can go in and experience no your body now is the temple listen of the holy ghost which is in you think about the old old testament they had to cleanse themselves. They had to kill goats and bulls to become clean so that they could go in on behalf of everyone else's sin and go into the Holy of Holies and, and, and ask for a pardoning of their sins. And if they had unconfessed sin, they would fall dead. What makes us think God likes sin in our vessel, the temple of the Holy Ghost? When a priest would go into the Holy of Holies and he had an unconfessed sin, he would die dead. I don't know if he can die any other way, but he would die dead. And now we are the Holy of Holies. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit, and he lives in us. He doesn't want to live with dirt. Who wants to live with dirt? I would love to hire a cleaner who wants to come over. (laughs) I don't want to live in dirt. But when you got boys, you get dirt. (laughs) Especially ones who like to catch toads. (sighs) Listen. 1 Corinthians 6:19 We need to become mindful that we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. We have God inside. If I even have a guest of any kind, Clayton, what am I doing up to the minute before they arrive? Sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> You're cleaning. I'm cleaning the throne. (laughs) I'm cleaning the throne. Why? Because I have guests of honor coming. We've got the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords as a guest on the inside of us each and every day. Why wouldn't we want to clean house? (sighs) we would really do and realize that he's there and live the way that pleases him so that he could work through us the way he wants to, our lights would shine so bright and the world would see our God is God. Our lights would shine so bright like he shined on Moses and they they complained and said, hide your face. We can't stand it sin doesn't like light this is what's going to bring the world to god is us shining our light showing the way and us realizing we've got somebody living on the inside who likes a clean house <laughs> amen <sighs> i remember my dad saying we need to become more god Or Christ inside-minded? Like, and that's what's been happening. Like, I just, I lay down to to go to sleep. I think Jesus is inside of me. I start driving my car to go somewhere. Jesus is inside of me. What's going to please him today? How can my, my response, how can me showing love towards my children, how can, how can I spend my time in a way that's pleasing to him? It will help us to be more Christ-inside-minded. 1 Corinthians 6.20 then says, For God bought you with a high price, so now you must honor God with your body. Now that you invited him in to live in your home, your body as his home. Now honor him as a guest of honor and clean house. Clean house. In Colossians 1.27. To them God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles the glorious riches of this mystery. This is the mystery, which is Christ is in you, the hope of glory, the hope of shining the light so the world can see. He's in you. That was the mystery. He no longer dwells in a temple made with human hands. He's no longer just walking the earth where only one person, whoever encounters him right then and there, can experience him. He lives on the inside of every believer on the face of this planet. Why are some shining brighter than others? Does God favor them more? Absolutely not. I believe others are just more Christ-minded that he's inside of them. And because we become uh, more aware of the fact that he's inside of us, uh, we keep our house clean. I'll be honest, I'll let my house go about two weeks. I kind of tidy up. I always have a neat house. So if you came in, you'd be like, man, she keeps a clean house. I mean, I'm totally letting you know everything. <laughs> but if you would go look at the floorboards, <laughs> you'd say, mm, it's been about two weeks. <laughs> But we should be maintenance our vessel on a daily basis. And guess what? It's a lot easier if you'll keep a clean house than if you wait two weeks to go and confess your sin. Thank God if you confess your sin, he's faithful and just to forgive you from all unrighteousness. He'll, he'll cleanse you from the stuff that you kind of forgot that you did or said or thought. But what if we just were Christ-minded, like, like that he's in us on a daily basis and said, okay, Lord, I welcome you to reveal to me on a daily basis anything that's displeasing to you so that I can keep a clean house, so that I can keep a house that's, that's ready and fit for your use. Because that's the whole idea. <laughs> that's what he wanted. To them, God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles the glorious riches of this mystery, which is Christ is in you, the hope of glory. It's a mystery that will be revealed to the world that Christ lives inside of us. And he's been walking this earth even from the day that he went to ascend into heaven. He continues to walk in this earth to those who believe in him. 1 John 4 4 says, ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. There's nothing we have to fear because God's in here. (laughs) There's nothing we have to worry about because he's right here. He's inside of us. Hallelujah. He's inside of us with all his power, all his glory, all his anointing. We just need to be more mindful of this and give him more permission, completely yield and give permission to him to work. Don't just say, Lord, you can have Monday, Wednesday, Friday and drive my car, but I will take Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday and Sunday. No. Life will be a whole lot more exciting, and, and I'm sure that you have numbers of testimonies of where God did something, or you had, a, you know, an encounter, or, or you ministered to somebody, and, and it's so exciting when God gets to use your vessel. Now, what if you let him use your vessel every day? What could happen to your world The disciples chose to do that, and they turned their world upside down because they became Christ-minded, that Christ was on the inside of them now. No longer, it's okay, because no longer am I going to be with you, but I now am also going to live in you. I'm going to turn around, and I'm going to lay down into you. We have Christ living on the inside of us. 2 Corinthians 4, 7 says, We now have this light shining in our hearts, but we ourselves are like fragile clay jars containing this great treasure. What is the great treasure? Jesus. This makes it clear that our power is from God and not of ourselves. Jesus is... When he walked this earth, he said, for this purpose was the Son of God made manifest to destroy the works of the devil. Okay, So he went around doing exactly that, healing, delivering, setting free, and destroying. Everywhere where you saw the devil at work, Jesus would stop and heal, deliver, set free. He was destroying the works of the devil. And we know the Word of God says that he doesn't change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Only now he's doing that work, but it's in and through your vessel. Why? Because he's in you. We now have this light shining in our hearts, but we're like fragile clay jars containing this great treasure. This makes it clear that our power is not from us, but it's from God. This treasure in this vessel, this fragile clay jar, literally clay jar, (laughs) The treasure inside is that Jesus is in there. He's in here. Jesus himself, that blew my mind when he turned around and laid down into me. And instantly, like five of these scriptures came to me. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. These are not just words, people. His word is alive. He does not lie. If he said he's in you, then he's in you. So then why are we not seeing the manifestation that we saw when Jesus walked this earth? Did he lose his power? No, it's just that we've been driving our vehicle and he lives on the inside of us and we are the manager of this house. But if we will yield our vehicle and let the driver drive, we'll see the supernatural now coming to him washing my feet it was interesting that he wanted to live in a clean house so he washed my feet first then he laid down into me he wants a clean house people he doesn't want to live with impurity he doesn't want to live with slander. He doesn't want to live with, with um, you know, worldly things um, that you watch on TV. He doesn't want that coming into your eyes, into your ears. He doesn't want that protruding out of your mouth. Why? Because this is a place, and, and these are the, 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 the facilities that he uses to minister, he uses our eyes to show us things to come. He uses our ears to tell us what the Father's saying. He uses our mouth to speak blessing. And, and, and he doesn't want us to speak curses from the same mouth that he wants to use. Something happened. Jesus came to live on the inside of us. 2 Timothy 2.21. So the moment Jesus comes to live in you, you welcome him and, and he cleanses you and washes you clean from all unrighteousness. But then we need to do maintenance. You know, I love when you buy a new house or you buy a new car. It's spotless. It's just awesome. Who likes that new car feel? And then, after it's been lived in a little bit, and kids have had fast food, to be honest, and different things backpacks, toad hunts, whatever it gets a little dirty. So then, it's my job to do some maintenance to keep it clean. I have to vacuum it out. I have to. Put some air fresheners in there. (laughs) Listen, 2 Timothy 2.21. Therefore, if a man purges himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified, and meet for the master to use and prepared for every good work. Jesus washed my feet so I was prepared for every good work. Now, I've since have had to do maintenance. I've had to take another shower. I've had to ask him and invite him because he's a perfect gentleman. He's not going to forcefully make me cleanse myself. I have to be in a service like this or get into the presence of God and say, Lord, wash me clean. Lord, I confess my sin. Lord, when I responded that way, Lord, or when I held that thing against that person, Lord, cleanse me from that. I I ask you, I repent. If that was displeasing to you, I ask you to forgive me from all unrighteousness. Cleanse me, wash me clean, Lord. Purge me from anything that's displeasing to you. You have to do the maintenance. You have to welcome him to do that. And then he takes up residence. Then he's like, oh, thank you so much. Now I can drive this vehicle. Now I can drive this vessel. Now I can speak the things I wanted to speak and have greater impact. There are people out there. There was even um, false prophets and, and different ones that were out there laying hands in the sick and trying to cast out devils and all. People mean well, but if their vessel isn't a vessel fit for the master's use, they have those demons jump back on them, tear them up. There's a greater impact when you're a vessel fit for his use than if you go out trying to do the Lord's work and you're not prepared. We want to be a yielded vessel so that all his power, all his anointing can destroy every yoke of bondage and set the captives free. So he says, if a man purges himself, From these he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified for the master to use him and prepared for every good work. Search my heart, O God. Purify our hearts, O God. Cleanse us, Lord, from all unrighteousness so that we we may be ready and fit vessels for your use. One person can be a believer, but not see too much of God's presence and power working in and through their lives, not because God loves one more than the other, but simply because one has yielded more than the other. He loves us all the same. He died to seek and save those who are lost, those who are in sin, not just the one who is, you know, religiously keeping the, the command. He died for the lost. But just like any of us, he wants a clean house. He wants to live in a vessel that's pure and holy and sanctified by his blood. But again, he's a perfect gentleman. We have to welcome him in to cleanse us. Confess your sin. And he's faithful and just to forgive your sin and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. How hard is it? Why do we try to hide our sin? Why do we try to get away with it? He knows when we stand up. He knows when we sit down. He knows every hair on our head. So come on, fess up. So he can cleanse you. So he can use you for his glory. You have a job to do. And that's by the power of Jesus that you can accomplish that job. But but you're not going to have much impact if you're not yielded and cleansed, cleansing yourself so you can be prepared for the master to use you. In Joshua 3 5, um, Joshua told his people this is right before they're about to march around Jericho Purify yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do great and mighty wonders among you. What is he saying? In other words, you want God to move among you? You want God to move through you? Purify yourself. Ask him to forgive you. Let him cleanse you from unrighteousness so that you're ready for God to move among you, for God to move through you. God's all over this message. Why? Because Christ lives in you. And he wants to be let loose. He wants to be the driver of your vessel. How can we yield to him? How can he have his way? It's very simple. Purify yourself. How do we do that? Apply the blood of Jesus. Confess your sin. Refrain from the things of this world if you want Jesus to have the preeminence, if you want him to reign supreme or superior in your life, if you want him to have the right of way, to use you for the Father's glory, you must, it's not even a question, it's a must, you must offer your bodies as a holy and living sacrifice. Clean, pure, and holy. Holy. How? How often? On a daily basis. Like I said, it's easier to keep up with the clean, the cleanliness, than it is to wait a month, two months, before you finally say, okay, okay, I've had had enough of this world. You know, it's really getting me down and out. Then I'll confess my sin now that it's kicked me, knocked me down. How? How? Then you gotta recover yourself. Then you gotta feel the embarrassment. Then you gotta drag yourself back into church, sit back in that pew. You know, then you gotta go through the 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 bombardment of the enemy, possibly of condemnation or or whatever it is, and work through all that. No, just stay clean and be ready at any moment for the master to use you. The moment you realize you've fallen or reacted in a way that is displeasing to God, the Holy Spirit will check you. And if you respond immediately, you'll just stay clean. Always ready for him to use you. Galatians 2.20 says, it is Christ who lives in me. Say, it's Christ who lives in me. I am crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith. Faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. That is so powerful. Yet we hear these scriptures, I think, sometimes, and we let it go in one ear and out the other, not really getting the full revelation of the fact that there's somebody who lives in me, and he wants to live and move and have my being, and he wants to speak things to people, and he wants to show forth his love to people, and he wants me to shine my light to people. But if I don't have a a revelation of the fact that he wants to do all that in me, I may be uh, driving my car in the wrong place, down the wrong side of the street. <laughs> I don't know. I, I might be in the wrong place at the wrong time, getting myself into trouble. I might be keeping my, my car dirty, my vessel dirty, and then it's displeasing to him and then he can't use me even though I'm at the right place. <laughs> just keep it clean. And just be Christ inside minded, so that we can remember to keep it clean. So that we can remember, like, oh, no, 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 I'm not giving into that this time because I don't want to dirty my vessel. Oh, no, 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 I'm not going to watch that because, no, I don't want to dirty my vessel. I want to be ready and fit for the master to use me. if you really desire him to use you, he's already in there. (laughs) If you've received him as your Lord and Savior. You just got to keep the vessel clean. Therefore, you become a yielded, ready, and fit vessel for the master to use you. Oh, I love this breakdown. Listen to this passage I just read. Here, Paul did not say, I live in a Christ-like way, he didn't say that. He said, I am crucified with Christ, and it's no longer I who live. He didn't say, I now live in a Christ-like way. He didn't say, I now glorify Christ through my behavior. No. What he said is, Christ lives in me, clearly showing us that Christ lives in his believers. And now because he lives in us, the Christian life is not a matter of trying to behave like a good Christian, but instead allowing Christ to live in and through you. You stop trying to do it to to reach some kind of of, of stature or some kind of you know, what's good to the the Christian and what's good to their eyes, you're now doing it because you want to keep a clean house so that Christ can live through you because he already lives in you. We're not just trying to be good Christians. We're maintenancing our house because he lives in there. And we want him to be able to live through us. Ephesians 3.17, that Christ may make his home in our hearts through faith, that you would be rooted and grounded in love. Christ is in here. He's living in our spirits, but from there he wants to spread to the rest of us, into our heart, into our mind, into our emotions, into our conscience. He wants to have it all. We sing it. You can have it all, Lord. Every part of my world. Taylor could do it better. (laughs) We sing it, but do we really mean it? Are we cleansing our hands? Are we cleansing our mind? Are we cleansing our eyes? Is our mouth pure? Is what comes out of our mouth pure? Are we cleansing ourselves so that he can have it all? Because what if you're sinning with your hands and that next day God wants to lay hands on the sick so that they can recover. But because you're just using your hands for sin, he cannot heal that person. What if he had a word, a prophecy, an encouragement to come out of your mouth, plant? But yet you were just cursing up a storm. You were angry about something. He will not mix with that. So we need to yield our vessels. If we want to see him work, you wonder, why isn't he using me? I I want those supernatural things. I want this cleanse your vessel purify your hearts let them be holy and fit for the master to use 2nd Thessalonians 1:10 when he comes to be glorified in his saints and to be marvelled at in all those who have believed do you hear that it's not just like he's coming from the clouds and everyone's going to marvel It says, when he comes to be glorified in his saints and be marveled at in those who believe, what does that mean? He's going to be big in some people. Those who will yield their vessel, he's going to be big. And people are going to marvel at Christ in you, the hope of glory. One minister said, the second coming will surely be a marvel. According to this verse, it will be the most wonderful thing that happens. His glory will be revealed from the inside of his believers. Christ in us, who is living in us, being formed in us, making us his home in our hearts. He is our hope of glory. He will be revealed from the inside of us. Mm -hmm. So this is what becomes possible. The minute you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, it becomes possible for you to both see the Lord and reflect the Lord. It becomes possible for you to spend time with him and have him rub off on you we're changed from glory to glory into his image and likeness. 2 Corinthians 3.18, I'm closing with this. So all of us who have had the veil removed can now see and reflect the glory of the Lord, the Lord who is the Spirit. He makes us more and more like him as we're changed into his glorious image. How does that happen? The more we're in the presence of God, the more we spend time with God, the more he rubs off on us. The more we want to please him. The more we're with him and see and feel his manifest presence like we did tonight. Wow, that was amazing. I could barely even walk up here. I literally almost fell over. (laughs) The more we're around that, we want to please him. We want to have that more. And so, therefore, we just start keeping our vessel more and more clean. So that we can experience that all the time. He'll use anybody, anybody who will yield their vessel. Because he's already taken up residence in you. It's very simple. Let him be the driver of your vessel. Hallelujah. Let's just pray real quick. Oh, Lord, we just thank you that your presence is so tangible. And on that, that message right now, I thank you, Jesus, that you're here and you're already, during the worship, releasing your anointing to destroy every yoke of bondage, okay, to set the captives free. I saw him during worship and he told me, tell them. (laughs) I saw him, he's walking up here and he was just like this. And I didn't know what he was doing and he was releasing his anointing. Destroying every yoke of bondage, setting the captives free, bringing freedom for the captive, healing, binding up the brokenhearted. Why? Because he does the same thing yesterday, today, and forever. Father, tonight, just mean this from your heart. Just pray a little prayer. Lord, if there's anything in us, Lord, anything that we've thought, said, said, did, Lord. Maybe nobody knows, but Lord, you know. Father, if there's anything in our hearts, in our lives, in our minds, Lord, that has been displeasing to you, anything we have yielded to, Lord, we just repent. We ask you, Lord, to forgive us. We ask you, Lord, cleanse us from all unrighteousness, Lord. We just apply the blood of Jesus, Lord, from the top of our head to the soles of our feet, Lord. Cleanse us, Lord, with your blood, Lord. Let us be right in your sight, Lord. Let us be ready and fit vessels for your use, God. We want to experience all that you have for us. We want to live in your presence, Lord. And we want to be a vessel that's fit for you, Lord, to use, that you can consume and lay down into us, Lord. We want to be fit for you to use us. Cleanse our hands, Lord. Say, dear Heavenly Father, I ask you to cleanse my hands. Cleanse my feet wherever I've gone. Cleanse my heart. Cleanse my mind. My eyes, my ears, and my mouth. Cleanse my innermost being from all unrighteousness. Purify me. Sanctify me with the washing of your blood. Holy Spirit, I welcome you right now. Purge me from anything contrary to you. And fill me afresh and anew with your spirit, with your glory, your presence. In Jesus' name. I thank you, Lord, today. My house is clean. And now you can take up residence. I yield to you. I pray let your kingdom come. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Work in and through me. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Everybody said Amen. amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. It's good to be cleaned Mm -hmm. in the Lord, in the natural, but praise God. Hallelujah.